Cobb County School District is one of the largest districts in the country. With over 16 competing high schools and a deep pool of talent in every sport, this is the Cobb Sports Podcast. Let's dig in. Daniel Bruner has said, our goal is to win a state championship. He wants to make these Raiders fans, boosters, parents, players, and believers. And a night like this is the kind of evening in which that belief can be fostered. Welcome back to the Cobb Sports Podcast. What you just heard was a little bit of commentary from the end of the Walton Grayson game that capped this year's Corky Cow Dave Hunter Classic at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Coach Bruner and the Walton Raiders put on an impressive show for a national audience and proved that they do belong among the top teams in the state. The 49-27 final score hides the fact that the Raiders were actually up 35 to nothing late in the second quarter. A kickoff return for a Rams score before halftime gave Grayson some optimism, but Coach Bruner was proud of how his team responded in the second half. I mean, defense played outstanding. At the beginning of the game, we turned the ball over offensively, and we talked about trying to create a turnover in the red zone, and we did it when it mattered the most. We kind of flipped the momentum back. You know, we talked all week, weather the storm. They're going to have some momentum at times to weather the storm and just keep fighting. Our boys did a great job. Really, to me, the best thing we did was we messed up the, the middle of the game coming into halftime, gave up that kick return, but we came back and fixed it coming out of half, got the ball back to the offense. So proud of these guys tonight. Senior quarterback Jeremy Heklinski threw four touchdown passes to four different receivers, and Makari Botiford contributed two on the ground. Add to that a pick six from Hayden Halpas, and you've got a productive night, one that Coach Bruner felt pretty good about for the first game of the season. I think that's what makes us special, man. We're going to spread the ball around. We're going to get a lot of guys' touches. We're going to spread the field, and we're going to run the ball effectively. And I feel like offensively today, we did exactly what we needed to do to win a game, and obviously it turned out on our side. Those good feelings will be put to the test this Friday as Walton hosts Brookwood in Raider Valley. The Broncos edged McKeatron by a single point in the afternoon game at Mercedes-Benz 21-20, but it was still a good showing for the Indians. McKeatron will be tested again this week as they travel to Langston Hughes to take on last year's 6A state champion on their home turf in Fairburn. Another one-point victory was the Sprayberry-Campbell game as the Yellow Jackets were able to secure a home opener win 31-30. This was the only Cobb versus Cobb matchup in the first week, and despite the loss for new head coach Jeff Phillips, it seems to indicate that the Spartans may be the one to watch this season as we get closer to region play. Congrats to the Yellow Jackets on the victory. They will next be traveling to Paulding County this week, and Campbell gets a tough home matchup with Kennesaw Mountain. The Mustangs lost their season opener at Room Baron Stadium to Creekside, the current number two rated team in 5A. Kennesaw played a close game but couldn't quite match with Creekside. The other Corky Cow game was Cal versus Parkview, which was another difficult matchup for Cobb. Parkview is the current number seven team in 7A, and coach Bobby May knew that it was going to be a difficult challenge. Cal lost the game 43-24, and the Longhorns traveled to Altoona on Friday. This game has developed into something of a rivalry in the last few years, and it should be a good one to watch. New Altoona head coach Brad Smith lost his first game to North Paulding 28-17. As always, the Wolfpack is deep with talent and play a balanced game. The Bucks should match better with Kell, so we'll get a better idea of how Coach Smith's new approach at Altoona is being implemented and executed. Overall, the first week was a rough one for Cobb. Out of 15 teams, only five came away with season-opening wins. We've already mentioned Walton and Sprayberry as two of the teams with victories. The other three were Wheeler, Osborne, and Harrison. Wheeler defeated Centennial 34-14, Osborne decimated Woodstock 56-7, 
and Harrison tops South Paulding 16-6. This week, Wheeler heads to Lassiter, Osborne hosts Chattahoochee, and Harrison travels to South Forsyth. Speaking of Harrison sports, this week's interview is with Hoya Athletic Director Wes Ellis. Wes is entering his third year as the AD at the school and has a lot of interesting insight into the job, his staff, and his passion for sports. Here's my interview with Harrison High School AD, Wes Ellis. Yes, sir. So, uh, Wes Ellis, I'm the Harrison Athletic Director. This is starting uh, my full second year. This will be two and a half years at the end of it, but uh, I took over the position in spring of 2022. And so, was athletic director last year for the entirety of the year, and so this is starting technically year three, but really a full year two. I was at uh, Hillgrove High School um, for 15 years as a baseball coach, and I, I started my career there. So I've only been at two schools. I've been at Harrison, I've been at Hillgrove, and um, very much a West Cobb kid. Graduated from a and played baseball there. Then my first job was at Hillgrove as a baseball coach, and now I'm at Harrison as an administrator. One of the things that that you're most excited about in terms of, of, of what happens in the fall? I'm just excited about our sports in general. We we have a very, um, just a very strong group of kids right now. Uh, we've gotten off to a pretty quick start. Football won their first game, so we're technically one and on the season. Uh, we we played a strong game. You know, we, a lot of penalties the other night, but that stuff is going to be cleaned up as the season goes on. But we've got a, a lot of good young talent and a lot of good senior leadership. And that's not just in football. Um, softball's off to a hot start. You, uh, I think we're four and two right now, one and zero in region play. I uh, got a big week this week. We've got North Paulding and Marietta um, that we're playing. Uh, volleyball has their first region matches this week. Looking to build on, um, they were uh, an elite eight team last year, and we got a very strong volleyball region. We were a three seed, um, and just kind of speak to how strong the region is, and we're able to make the quarterfinals last year. Um, our cross country team is is phenomenal. Um, being able to go out and watch Samantha McGarity, who is the reigning uh, Gatorade State Player of the Year for for cross country last year, um, she won the state title as an individual. So our girls were state runner ups. Our boys were fifth. Um, so her and, and Riley Comstock have, have started out extremely hot. Uh, they were at Pickens County this last weekend. Uh, I think um, overall Riley was first and Samantha was second. Uh, and so um, just a lot of good things going on. I'm really excited about our flag football program. Um, Coach Kirsten Duncan has taken it over, and she has really identified some talent inside the school. So we're looking to, to build upon um, you know, a foundation to, to really see that program take off and, and be competitive. So it's just fun. You know, I think the, the, you wouldn't be an AD if you didn't like sports. So just being able to get out there and watch them compete um, is, is a lot of fun for me. Uh, and, and success is great, but it's kind of how you prepare to get to those points and watching our coaches do what they do and how they work with these kids in the offseason and then watching it culminate into what they want it to. That's always the biggest thing. That leads right into the next question then. So you said at, as an AD, you have to, you have to like sports. Absolutely. Um, so, but what's the one, one or two, what's the one that, that you've really grown to appreciate? You know, it's it's funny, um, and I will go on record as saying this, and I've told our, our, our folks this. So being a baseball coach, I, I never in my life got to watch lacrosse or soccer, ever. Um, and so the first time I walk into the AD position, our boys go out, win a soccer state title, win a national title. Um, for anybody that listens to this, that was not that had nothing to do with that whatsoever. Coach John Gross does a phenomenal job, but it gives you a different appreciation for a sport that 
you never got to go watch because you know when, when I was at Hillgrove, you're in the state playoffs, they're in the state playoffs. You're practicing, they're practicing. You're playing, they're playing. So you don't have the ability during spring sports to get out there and watch all these other things. I went to plenty of football and basketball and volleyball and all the other games, but in spring, you're pretty locked in on your sport. So I've really enjoyed getting out and go watch, you know, boys and girls soccer and boys and girls lacrosse. And I'd never seen a track meet. Like that's been the newest experience I think for me is getting outside of the baseball world that I was so invested in for such a long time and have a new appreciation for those spring sports. Um, one of the favorite things I, that I do, like we went down to the golf state championship last year. I love golf, but it's totally different when you're out there watching your golfers compete at a high level I mean, it's just, it's fun. It's fun to see those sports and those kids perform at a high level and just be able to witness what they do and then see them in the building as students and see them on the athletes. But yeah, it's, uh, I've enjoyed getting to see and be a part of those communities as well. There's always, always great things happening behind the scenes that, that, that don't get the, the, uh, either the publicity or the, or the recognition yes, that sir. they should. So what, what are some of those things going on here? So I think the biggest thing um, that we talk about w- with our coaching staff, and to give you all a little kind of pull the, the veil uh, away, is uh, monthly we meet our head coaches and anybody aspiring to be a head coach. We meet together. We do a book study. Um, currently right now we're reading Hard Hat by John Gordon. Last year we read Toughness. And, and getting to be with them and let them throw ideas off of one another Um, to make sure it's very easy to get inside of your own silo, right? Very much like I was as a baseball coach, I'm baseball oriented. Well, to help people get outside that and understand um, and and see the conversations they have with each other that the same things you're dealing with in that sport are things I'm dealing with too. So how do we address that? Um, And so we talk a lot about those, but we carry a mantra as best we can that it's about values over victories. We want to know what our values are, be able to identify what those values are. And those may change somewhat, a little bit from program to program. But if you can identify what those values are and you can focus on those, the victories are going to take care of themselves. Um, I tell our coaches a couple of different things. Number one is that they are student athletes, so we want to focus on their academics. I, I expect them to have some type of academic requirements outside of what the GHSA has. Ultimately, that's up to them what they do. Um, you know, every six weeks, we're gonna want a grade, going to run a grade report. They're tasked, the member assistant coach, with going and looking at who may be our at-risk students so that we can, you know, again, at the end of the day, I may be an AD, but I'm an administrator, I'm an educator. So we wanna make sure that our student athletes are in positions to succeed in the classroom first. Um, other things that we're trying to instill as well is that we, you know, we want our coaches to do something from a character ed component. You know, whether that be going through a book, whether that be, um, you know, bringing in different leaders to speak to them, but just, you know, even if it's just terminologies as far as integrity, uh, excellence, preparation, you know, what those things mean. Because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do, and if you know anything about Harrison, it's, you know, Hoyas helping our youth achieve success. What are we doing to prepare them for life outside of Harrison High School? Um, and then the last one is we want them to be involved in the community. You know, we, we challenge them to do some type of community service project at least once a year, but maybe once every, you know, once every semester. Uh, our baseball team does a lot of great stuff where they get out um, doing the Horizon Leagues. They get out in the local elementary schools and do cleanup days for them. Uh, football has done same stuff. We partnered with Due West and Ford uh, doing Read Across America Days. Last year, our athletes, uh, when we had EVP, which is the elementary virtual program, we had students that came and read to cameras 
just so that those students had the same experience as they would if they were in the classroom. So we really, those are the things that we try and do is we want to invest in them as much as young men and women as we do in them as athletes, because those are going to be the things that reap success in the long run. Okay. In a way, you've kind of stolen my thunder here <laughs> for my last question. But uh, what's what's the one the one overarching, the one big lesson that, that, that you want student athletes going through Harrison? Um, what's what's the one thing that you want them to have 10, 20, 30 years from now? I think it is that, that idea that I want them to know how to serve. You know, I think personally that's something that you learn it's an acquired skill uh, service is not something that necessarily comes naturally to people um, and we want them to learn how to serve whether it's you know their classmates whether it's their community whether it's their teammates um, it's very very easy to be self-absorbed especially in today's society and you know the sense that we've got all these different types of social media postings and you know there's there's a point where that stuff is fantastic but we also want them to be able to get outside of that and understand that you're part of a team for a reason. Because you know, anytime that we get people together, there's always a, a greater accomplishment to, to be made. Um, that and how to prepare. I have a sign in my office that, that's sitting right behind you, and it says, you regress to the level of your preparation. That came right out of Jay Billis's book in Toughness, um, and, and helping them understand that that quote, how I prepare for something is what I'm gonna be able to do with it. If, I, if I've only prepared, for a half of an effort, well, guess what I'm going to get, you know, and so we want them to understand. And like right now, our football program is doing a phenomenal job of, you know, if they come in, they do a 530 workout. Well, that's outstanding because it's, it's teaching them to prepare effectively. We don't just show up, you know, it's not success isn't accidental. We can define success however we want to. Uh, it can be wins and losses. It can be a lot of different things. But success is never accidental it's what have we put into it to prepare ourselves for it and, and i love the idea that you know luck's not really a thing you're not lucky you're preparing for success um and so i think that those are the two things how do we serve and how are we preparing and if we can somehow get them to to learn and buy into those when they get to college things become a lot easier how am i preparing for class how am i preparing for life after college you know how am i serving those around me so what we're trying to do is create good citizens one way or the other. So what, what, have, what have you learned? Oh, man, uh, <laughs> learned a lot. I've learned, and I told our coaches this the other day, um, I admittedly was never a head coach. Uh, I was a pitching coach. I was a, you know, an assistant coach, dealt with all parameters. Like we said, baseball, and I took on some athletic coordinator positions and stuff like that. But the appreciation that I have for all of our coaches, but specifically our head coaches, is immense uh, because I don't think – the community very often has the ability to see what's required of them. Uh, the amount of paperwork, the amount of time they invest in the planning, um, as close-knit as I was with it, you know, with, with Dave Richardson at, at Hillgrove, I never experienced what it was like to truly be the person in charge of the program and the weight it takes uh, to do that. And so you look at what you ask of them, you know, and kind of what's required of them, um, it, it's a lot. They put a lot on their shoulders um, to be able to run the effective programs that they do, whether that is simply scheduling, whether that is putting together the character ed programs we ask of them. Um, it, it could be things to make sure that we're aligned with GHSA policy, um, things that we do to make sure that at the end of the day, student safety is always number one and things are going to put in place. It's more than just showing up, practicing and going to play in a game. Very rarely do they get to do that. Um, their job is to employ other people who can do that effectively. 
And uh, I think that is one of the biggest things that was eye-opening for me is just how much is expected of them. Um, so the, the time and efforts, anybody listen to this, I hope you all understand, like, the amount of time that they give up and sacrifice their families for your families, man, it's immense. And, and just we can't ever repay them enough for what they do. Anything to add? Go Hoyas. Okay. All right, so Wes Ellis, Athletic Director at Harrison High School, thank you. Thank you very much. That's going to do it for this week, but as ADL has said, other district fall sports like softball, volleyball, and cross country are entering their region schedules, so it's a great time to get out there and take in a few games or meets and cheer on your favorite Cobb teams as we head into September. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Cobb Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and please share it with anyone you think will enjoy it. I hope you learned something you didn't know today about Cobb Sports. We'll do this again next week, but until then, keep supporting your favorite Cobb teams and athletes.